Baiting Podcast. My name is Drew. I'm your host. Joining us today is a very special guest. You guys may have heard of him before. Insane angler. Insane tangler. The man, the myth, <laughs> Kenny Carp. Yeah, I'd agree. Pretty much insane tangler is, is where I'll stand. Yeah, this is our second episode. We're, we're sitting down again. We haven't gotten any guests yet because nobody cares. Yeah, I mean, we got to probably grind out 100 of these before they're even tolerable. I bet episode 100 will have less listens than episode one. <laughs> That's possible, man. That's possible. We got the friends and family on board right now. Probably tried to push us forward. All right. Well, let's. we just went on an adventure, right? That's why we're doing this podcast. Maybe we can talk a little bit about it. Yeah, an adventure. That's putting it lightly. I would say definitely mentally stressing adventure yeah no it's stressful um but it all worked out in the end oh it's a great story yeah it's it a is a lifetime story, story. <laughs> so we uh uh kenny gave me a hand the other day we went and took the boat that i work on down to ensenada no no you gotta lead into like more backstory all right it is saturday and i i'm in the construction industry. So I work for my family's construction company. So Monday through Friday, I'm just working a normal job. And on Saturday, Drew shoots me a message. You free Monday, Tuesday? And I call him. Why? What's up, man? And I'll let you take it from there. Uh, I had nobody to help me take the boat down to Ensenada. It just, you need a hand tying this thing up. And it's a long trip to go on your own. And just, it's boring. Yeah. You know? I, I wouldn't do it with one one guy. I would have just waited if you said no. But uh, yeah, so I call Kenny on Saturday. I'm like, you want to go? Here's the deal. I'll pay you. I need somebody. Let's roll. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going. Like, I don't care what's going on. This is, the you know, a beautiful boat. We won't get too much into it. But I mean, probably the only time I'm going to get to ride on a boat like this with one of my good buddies down in Sonata and, you know, have a great time all the way down there. And I tricked him. I said, yeah, you could bring some fishing rods. We'll see some foamers on the way down. <laughs> we saw one foamer. And I was like, this boat's too nice, dude. I'm not going to fish off of this thing. Like, I'm like scared to fish off of the beater boats I fish on usually. So we left Newport Harbor at about 3.30. Mm-hmm. And we stopped for donuts and coffee <laughs> on the way. Right. If we had, we had some food on the boat. We didn't, we didn't plan too well. I think we brought one Jersey Mike sandwich. Yeah. And, uh, we knew it was going to be from Newport to Ensenada. It's like 140 miles or so on the boat. So we, uh, we're like, I'll just stop at the donut shop in the morning. We'll get some monsters. We'll get some donuts. We'll get all the snacks we need. Pretty much everything I need to just be a functioning human, which is like (laughs) caffeine and food. (laughs) Donuts. And, uh, so we get on the boat. And we had pretty much everything ready to roll. The boat was dialed in, ready to rock, full of fuel. It's about 3.30. We untie. We're clearing the harbor by 4 o'clock. And I was I was just trying to think of like, oh, man, do we have everything? Do we have all the paperwork? Do we have this? As my mind's going a million miles an hour. So I didn't even think to eat yet or drink my coffee or anything. So I find my coffee, and I'm like, hey, Kenny, you grab me a ham cheese? <laughs> we start looking around the boat. We left all the food in the truck. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> Which proceeded for us looking for the next two hours, just looking for the bag of food. Well, it's like you go into like a level of insanity because Drew, I'm like, Drew, I'm the type of guy where like 
you know, drive through or as soon as the food enters, you know, that line of the vehicle, like I'm eating it. Like I'm not, I don't care if I'm driving three <laughs> minutes home, like I'm grubbing and Drew waited and he told me, oh yeah, I brought it on the boat. So then I enter this level of like insanity where I'm checking things that I've already checked, like refrigerators and like <laughs> under bed cushions, like stuff that just doesn't make the engine room. <laughs> like Yeah. So we I would say three hours in, it's probably like when the sun came up, we just agreed like, all right, there's no food. It's not here. We're eating beef jerky for breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that uh, was tough. Yeah, it was a fun trip. I mean, we got to the border probably around nine o'clock. I'd say we were going like 10 knots. We were trying to save some fuel. And uh, yeah, so we were going like 10 knots. We get to the border around nine and we had that Santa Ana offshore wind event. And it was a beautiful ride down mm-hmm. to the uh, down to the border, but man, once we got past Point Loma, it was a little snotty. Yeah, and I learned that you know once we got past the border, why is Mexico always on fire? I don't know. That is a, <laughs> that is a great question. You know, Kenny's all concerned. He's like looking at. I was like, dude, it's just always on fire. Yeah, there's four fires in the way to Ensenada. <laughs> I mean, there's only got to be like sixty miles from the border, <laughs> like. So we had a heavy offshore wind and I should have went outside of South Island, but I was like, ah, we're, you know, we're on a time crunch. We were trying to drop the boat off and come back early the next morning, trying to get into the port captain and all that stuff in one day. But it was, I should have known we weren't, our timeline, even if it was perfect conditions, we weren't going to make it in time. But, uh, so we, we get past South Island is right about South Island where that wind really kicked up. Yeah. And then just the trash debris and the smoke combined oh with the God. combined with this uh dry Santa Ana's, the boat was just dusted in salt. It was like weird though. It was like not only salt, but then it would be like if you just took every guy from like a one week fishing charter and just gave them unlimited Marlboro reds. Like there was like just ash everywhere. The boat's covered in asbestos. Oh my God. You know, I'm like, dang, you know, you're going out to like check something and you're just like, wow, this is getting really bad. Like, I mean, when we left this boat was like pristine. I mean, it was like, you could, you know, see yourself in the reflection everywhere. Yeah. So we, we get to was it Salacito or right around there, and that part of the that part of the trip, it it just feels like when you're going ten knots. I mean, we weren't even doing Cabo or anything like that, but just the daytime, like you can see Ensenada on the distance, and like three hours goes by, <laughs> and you're like, yeah. we have not moved. Yeah, that's but, exactly, uh, uh, especially when you have no food. Yeah, a mile feels like an inch, literally, yeah. and yeah. With no food, and I feel like anytime I'm on the water, I just all, that's all I really want to do is eat. Oh yeah, I, 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 a normal day, I just eat like two meals, if that. But out there, I just couldn't get enough beef jerky and these <laughs> like this nut mix that was on the boat. I was just like eating handfuls of it. <laughs> so we, uh, the boat was gonna stay down there for a couple months. So we were just trying to like anything that was gonna go bad, we were just eating. Hey, let's just eat it, or we're gonna throw it away before we leave. So we, uh, we finally get close to Ensenada and we get all our fenders set up and this might be good information for somebody that wants to go down to Ensenada for the weekend, what everything they need and who they need to Mm -hmm. contact. If you want to take your boat, say you have a sport fisher or even a center console to go down and spend the night at the corral, like go fish all day 
or say you have three days, you go down to the corral, go out fishing a couple of days in front of Ensenada and come back. That's an awesome trip. Yeah. And it's right. It's close. It's way closer than people think when you're, you know, if you're not going 10 knots, you can yeah. get there really quick. No, it was really like, this was my first experience doing it. I know you've done it before and I got the itch now. I'm like, man, I want to go back. Like it, it's really cool. Yeah, no, it's fun. So we check into Ensenada. <laughs> we check into Ensenada. <laughs> and uh, if you've never been to the Marina Corral, it's a nice hotel. Uh, they have a nice marina. They have power. They have water. Everything is really dialed. Um, if you're looking for help on that, uh, reach out to Fido. He is uh, he kind of runs the Corral Marina, and he can get you all dialed. What paperwork you need who needs to be on the boat, passports, everything, and you send everything to him prior, he takes a look at it and says, you need this, this, or this signature needs to match, and he'll get you dialed in. He makes it super easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get in, and it was probably about 3 o'clock. 3.30. 3.30? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a full, yeah, full day. Yeah, it was a full, I remember thinking, wow, 3 to 3.30. And it's like, man, you tie the boat up, we're here. Uh, I went up to the office uh, to go check in to see maybe if we can get to the port captain. I knew it was a long shot, but yeah. uh, I go up to the office. We get all our paperwork cleared. They say we're good to go. And at that point, my stress is a lot lower. I'm like, okay, cool. Paperwork's good. We'll go see the port captain tomorrow. Uh, we'll be out of here. And it was my wedding anniversary, by the yeah. way. It's pretty funny. <laughs> and then we went down there. And then uh, we'll be back in time for Halloween. We'll pass out candy. Yep. Uh, for Halloween, right? That was that was the goal. Is be back in time for Halloween. Yep. This guy calls me four o'clock. He gives me the green light. We are good. We're good to go. <laughs> I open the fridge. I grab a adult soda. I I go. Can you hear this? <laughs> crack it open on the phone. <laughs> crack one open for him. I go. I'm waiting for you back here to celebrate. I put the vibe on. I got Sugar Ray playing on my phone. I'm <laughs> dancing around the boat. You know, I'm like excited, man. I'm ready to, ready just to like go and kick it and yeah, get go some dinner. Food. And, like, yeah, yeah. Had, yeah. And then we get the call. And then I, so I get back to the boat and uh, I get a call and uh, turns out the boat was not going to stay in Ensenada. Changed their mind. And we were coming back the next day and the, the all for nothing it was all for nothing <laughs> but it, you know it happens right that's that's part of the job you gotta adapt you gotta be ready for that phone call of hey it's, well it's a phone call only you have ever will ever receive essentially like it's a funny situation you know yeah uh so so now because we tied up to the dock this is good information yeah for for people right if you set foot or you tie up to <laughs> to a dock in mexico you have to, you know, check in, clear customs, all that stuff. I don't know the rules about just getting fuel. You might be able to get away with just getting fuel yeah, and then coming back. Just hold the boat an inch from the dock. Yeah. And have them throw the fuel to you. I don't know how that works. But um, so now we have to go to the port captain in the morning. And if you've ever done that process, it's a full day uh, process, right? You yeah. leave at nine o'clock. What's nice is the Marina Corral. They'll give you a ride into... Uh, the port captain, and if you haven't done it before, they make it super easy, mm-hmm. right? Say you have a boat and you want to go to Mag Bay, you have to stop in Ensenada to check in and, uh, you know, clear customs there. So you get a ride in, you go to the bank. If you don't have a tip, uh, TIP, it's a temporary import permit. 
And so we had all our paperwork in line. We get uh, we get get going, and the goal was to get out of there as soon as possible, mm-hmm. so that we could just jam back to Newport and be. Uh, the just, mission was complete, yeah. right? Well, because then there's we were supposed to be back Tuesday, like Tuesday afternoon, and then there was like talks of like Wednesday, Thursday, yeah, which were like, you know, we can't do that. Yeah, the. Uh, <laughs> They'll always tell you the worst. Yes. What to expect worse. And I was looking at Kenny and I was thinking to myself, man, this was like a stress free trip (laughs) a second ago. And now it's like, I don't know if he's going to be at work on Wednesday. I know. And then I'm like, you're like giving me the like, well, I mean, if you have to, you could take off. And I'm like, well, I can't bail on you. Like, I can't just like, you know, and mind you, like, I don't want to like ride back by myself really anyway. Like, but we were overall, we we're still having a great time with the ups and downs. It, I think it just made it even more fun because it was like a, it is what it is. Yeah, like, we're just along us. for the ride. Yeah. We, we could we could be here for months. <laughs> I was prepared to be <laughs> yeah. there for months. Uh, they have great rooms at the at the corral if you want to stay there and you, say you have a center console and you want to go fish for a couple of days out of Ensenada. Especially early season, the bluefin is really good and it's really mm. close right outside the islands. You can go rock fishing. One hundred and twenty bucks or something. Yeah, I think the room's like 100, 130 it, bucks. It's not like an American hotel room. It's like big, man. Like yeah, I it's mean, nice. You know, we had like a double bed or whatever in there. And I mean... It was, the double bed was a little tight. Yeah, dude, <laughs> just kidding. It's because you kept crawling over my way. <laughs> but I mean, dude, it was it was cool. It was like yeah. like a big room, balcony, big bathroom. I mean... Where, where in the United States are you going to get a hotel that nice with two queen beds and an ocean view with a balcony? Uh, nowhere. Nowhere. The do- they tore down the double dolphin. Yeah, that's another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> shout yeah, out to him. Yeah, <laughs> shout out double dolphin. But yeah, and what was cool about the whole process of like the boat, they kind of give you like almost like a handler for the whole thing too. Like that yeah. guy just was kind of like, he just points you in the direction and you go. And he kind of gets everything taken care of for, uh, for you. Fernando. Yeah. That was our guy. That yeah, was our handler. <laughs> I hope he gets that Mustang up and rolling. He's got a 2000 Ford Mustang he's restoring. So it's pretty sweet. He's going to rip it. Uh, so we got all checked in. And, you know, by the time that we realized, like, hey, we're not getting out of here anytime early tomorrow, we said, let's go get some food. And uh, there's a great steakhouse just south of the corral. You can walk there from the corral. I've Ubered there, and it's like mm-hmm. a one minute Uber ride, right? And I was like, oh, we can yeah. just walk there. Um, but yeah, Sano Steakhouse. We had a nice steak dinner. We had some fried oysters, a couple beers. That was, was good fantastic. Time. Honestly, yeah. it was really, really good. And yeah, that place is the food there is awesome. Yeah, and it's like a pretty cool vibe. Yeah, it. Um, Drew kind of referenced it to almost like a Javier's and like Newport Beach vibe, where it's just kind of like a like a you know, Mexican style, like steakhouse. It was cool, man. Like it's like a nicer, nicer place. You know what I mean? Yeah. For, for Ensenada. I thought so. Yeah. Um, so limited the- cats on the patio. I only saw like two cats. So <laughs> <laughs> let's guard dogs. Almost got you though. Dude, we were walking back from Santa's and we walked by this, like, I don't even know what it was, but it had like a metal fence and it, it seemed like, I mean, it was probably two chihuahuas <laughs> with one had probably three legs or something, but I thought they were like 150 pound Rottweilers. They jumped on this fence and 
And only in Mexico can you run across the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, it spooked me, man. And, and you're not the only one doing it, right? People are going to work and they're literally running across the freeway. Yeah, meanwhile, our wives are over here like <laughs> the smallest cats complaining about. Let's talk about the, the way home now. Okay, let's talk about the way home. So we ended up getting our paperwork back. Normally, they tell you the poor captain will sign at 4 o'clock. You'll get your paperwork back and roll. So if you're going down there, plan on that last day. Uh, you can go check in in the morning or you can check in uh, the day before and then they'll actually bring your paperwork back to you at the corral. You can pick up your paperwork and you can head home. Mm -hmm. So we got our paperwork back and we went a little faster on the way home. Oh yeah. We were cruising on the way home. It flew by. Yeah. <laughs> like literally, I mean like everything was flying by us cause we were going pretty fast. We had, we had amazing weather on the way home that Santa Ana dropped down significantly and i mean as you know on the coast here when we get a nice santa Ana wind in october it was just sheet glass and we took the same route and got home in like half the time it was it was great it that was one of the best rides of my life man like on the way back like it you start out you know it took us like let's say six hours to get back the first two hours is just like excitement that we're going there the next two hours is like delirium like, I don't know, like just <laughs> completely just like talking gibberish. Yeah. And then the last few hours was just like, we're almost home. That's that. That's this. Oh, yeah. there's that. You know what I mean? Uh, and another good tip for you guys, if you're going down there, download the Rome app on your phone. Uh, and it's, I think it's CBP Rome. Mm -hmm. And basically what you can do is you can fill out all your information on the app, your passport information, your boat. I think... Uh, to get the sticker, the it's like a DNZ sticker for your boat is like $35, but you don't even have to have that sticker in hand. I filled all that paperwork out on the way because the boat has Starlink. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were able to check in through customs. As soon as you cross the border, if your boat has Starlink or you have reception, you can submit your request. And then by the time we were at San Diego Bay, we are already cleared. I'd already talked to customs. We were good to go. And we just kept on trucking. That was huge, too. Yeah, that was That nice. was huge. That was a huge time saver. Yeah. Uh, we got back into Newport, what, about 5 p.m.? Yeah, yeah. We tied up that thing. Five and then we six. went to find those donuts, man. We had to know <laughs> where those things were. Right in the back seat, right <laughs> yeah. where we left them. <laughs> Didn't move. <laughs> We each cracked a monster and called it a day. <laughs> that was a great trip, man. That was yeah, a great time. A lot of fun. I, I, you know, thanks for coming too. It's, it's not easy for people to break away like that. Like it's easy for me. I mean, it's my job, obviously. Yeah. But like even getting people to go on an offshore fishing trip for the day midweek, which it's always better midweek. Yeah, it's, it's tough to break away. You know, it is. Yeah, I mean, I just had to do that one. Yeah. You know, it, for the experience. You know, I mean. It was a great story without everything that happened. Like even if it, everything would have went just as to plan. Yeah. But I mean that now it turned into like a lifetime, like hilarious. Well, epic and we were, story. we were talking to, have you ever been in a taxi in Mexico? Oh my God. It's a wild ride. <laughs> I was kind of relieved that we didn't have to drive back. Then. Yeah. I mean, it's a wild ride, especially on that windy highway one coming back up to the border. It's, yeah, and we're not scared fellows either. Oh, no, no. You know, I mean, we do our fish, our sending and stuff, but like, <laughs> it just feels wild. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, that was a, a super, super fun trip. And then I left for Utah the next day, 
and Kenny sends me a boat. He's like, oh, look at this. Look at this little skiff right here. We should, uh, we should pick this up. So why don't you talk about our little, our new little boat? Yeah. So Drew's got, I call it, you know, the big boat cause it's bigger than the one we got, but we're like, we always just want something for like the after work special. That's, that's what I call yeah. it. You know what I mean? The, Hey, easy load up, minimal gear, go to the break wall, rip some bass, go get some Rocky boys, just something like a kind of a, a cool all around thing. And as well as something to kind of cruise the harbor with our chicks because they always want to, you know, do the uh, charcuterie, whatever, board, and then like just go. I think we could fit a Lunchable on this boat. I know, That's yeah. about it. <laughs> right. No kidding. That's all a charcuterie board is. But so, you know, we've been looking at whalers. We love Drew's fond of whalers because that was like one of his first boats and stuff. And I really like them as well. So we've been looking for anywhere from a 13 to 15 foot whaler. But nothing like junk you know we wanted to kind of wait for the right boat and it popped up he took off and there was a 13 foot dauntless that came up for sale and it was you know it was reasonably priced i mean yeah the it, guy was asking like 5200 bucks it had a honda 50 on it and those dauntless are like super desirable because yeah. they fit on the catalina tender dock mm-hmm. and they're just awesome. They're a little V hole. It's like, it's, it's like the little Key West, uh, boats that are just, they're just perfect for, for what we want to do with it. It's yeah. going to be awesome. And you know, I always say too, like, you know, at 5,200 bucks, that's a good deal. Right. But the motor was a little weird. The guy, Oh, I don't know much about it. And if it's a, a good deal is a good deal because of something, right. It's pretty rare when you roll up something and it's just like, a perfectly good deal. Everything's yeah. working order. Here's your pink slip for the trailer. Here's your pink slip <laughs> for the boat. You know, it wasn't like that. I got the like, well, it's a lost title, this and that, but we took a chance on it. I'm like, look for 5,200 bucks. Like I talk, you know, Drew, maybe you're going to go half on it. Like, I think it's worth it. Like what's the worst case scenario? This thing comes back stolen or something like then. Yeah, that's definitely worst case scenario is it comes back stolen. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> no one was hurt in the process. It's hotter than the chocolate factory. Yeah, it's hotter than the stove, man. <laughs> it's got to go bye bye. No, but I mean, like I, I met the guy at the house and stuff and he, he had all the proper paperwork. And so, yeah, we, we bought it up, man. It's a cool boat. 13 foot Dauntless on a nice little Pacific trailer. We, you know, um, once Drew got back, we took over to his place and the thing cleaned up nice, man. Yeah, it's super nice. Not a lot of sun cracking or mm-hmm. some of those whalers, like they stay out in the sun and the Jelco cracks on them and just, it's a 96. You expect some, but I mean, some of those whalers sit on the sun, they just bake on that Jelco. Yeah. But if you talk to our friend Lauren, 96, <laughs> that's like the best year anything was ever built, including Ford's. But, um, I'm sorry guys, but, um, yeah, that thing ended up sweet, man. Like I'm super stoked on it. I can't wait to start working on it. And we're already in the hustle to try and upgrade it. And cause we want to make it like kind of a budget build, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like kind of flip our way into it, I guess. Yeah. We found, you know, the Honda it's, it's got three carburetors on it. It's the older Honda 50. They're I mean, they're great motors. Yeah. I mean, we fired that thing up in what? It took us five minutes to get it running. Yeah, man. I mean, with the old gas in it, mm-hmm. old fuel, just everything you shouldn't do, but we were just so excited to hear it run. <laughs> <laughs> You're running it dry. We're just running it dry. There's fuel pouring out of the carburetors, but also it's for sale, one owner, well maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be a super fun boat. And then, you know, the funnest 
time of buying a boat that I like is like going through all the stuff that comes with the boat, right? Oh. You always get a Rubbermaid tote. Yes. with uh with stuff and we found a sweet little uh raymarine fish finder like mm-hmm. a brand new little dragonfly fish yeah. finder and uh it's gonna be a lot of fun i want to put a little iPilot trolling motor on there mm. and uh make it our little break wall boat and i think it'll be perfect yeah man i'm i'm excited for that and that's something that'll be cool too like just um you know talking about on the pod like the status of it and i think yeah. it'll move move pretty quick and then we'll put some videos out of it just having fun fishing on it yeah absolutely it's a comfortable boat too. And it, what's nice is it's not the big process of, you know, taking out the big boat, you got to wash it, you got to clean it all this yeah. stuff. This thing, you could hose it all out in five minutes. Yeah. And $20 of gas, you could go all day in it. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just so convenient. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I'm really excited about it, man. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I love like little skiffs. I love inflatables too. Like, I don't know what it is, but like whenever I see a guy cruising the Harbor on like a sick inflatable, I'm just like, yeah, man, that looks so fun. (laughs) But, uh, no, it's going to be fun. But like, you know, going back to finding deals and stuff, we're always looking since Kenny's got the fishing bug a couple months ago. Yeah. I get 10 text messages a day. Hey, is this a good deal? And it's like, it's affected my life. It's like a random seeker trolling rod that he'll <laughs> never use. But I don't care. I just want it. Half of me wants to go. That is an incredible deal. I've never seen one of those. <laughs> that so yeah, this is one of our things that we're going to start doing is is uh, deal of the week, man. Deal of the week? Yeah, which is just like the best deal we found of the week, whether we bought it or you got beat to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's pre- let's start off with just your best deal. It doesn't have to be this week that you found and got. Can you think of one? Uh, my best deal was I was, I guess for fishing gear, uh, I bought a pair of uh, Fujinon Techno uh, Stabiscopes, the mm-hmm. gray ones, the ones I use for like commercial boats and stuff. I mm-hmm. found a pair on eBay for a thousand bucks. And it was right when like COVID hit and it, like, I just happened to get that thousand dollar check The <laughs> <laughs> here, buy all your groceries yeah. with this. But I was like, Oh no, I'm getting new gyros of this. And, uh, so I bought them off eBay and the guy said they worked perfect. It was this guy out in Florida. And of course they showed up and they were just like, you know, the batteries were left in them. The whole things were corroded yeah. all this stuff. And I was, and I, so I messaged him. I was like, Hey, uh, these things aren't even close to working. Yeah. What do you, you know, and the guy's like, okay, just pay for the shipping. You can keep them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shipping was like a hundred bucks. So I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. And I took them down to Baker Marine in San Diego and they were going to be like two grand to fix. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, he put power to him. He's like, well, the gyro works. And I was like, hmm. So I took them home. I bought a soldering iron. <laughs> I pulled apart these $5,000 pair, but I'm only in them a hundred bucks. If I yeah. broke the whole thing, I just, you know, chuck them, just chuck them or whatever. But, uh, ended up getting them working and that was, that was a couple of years ago and I still keep them on the boat. Now I got them fixed where they're nice, yeah. but, and they're carbon fiber wrapped. They, you know, these you squint are your uh, left eye 75%, look north and turn three times and you'll get a good read on them. <laughs> you can really see some stuff. <laughs> for a long time you had to close one of your eyes yeah <laughs> i thought about going with the eye uh the eye patch the pirate eye patch you get just so you could see perfect through there but if they found us a ton of fish over no the, those over things the last couple yeah of years. they that was like a huge game changer honestly and i mean you were like what 
$150 into them. Yeah, like max. Yeah, you st- and still to this day. I still have them. I actually got the new, uh, the TSX, uh, they're the Stabies, uh, Techno Stabies. Mm-hmm. And they're, you can pick those up for like 1200 bucks. They're the new version of the Techno Stabies. And the old ones are great too. I've had, I had a couple pairs. I think I had two pairs of those. Uh, but these new ones are really nice. And I find myself, when I see something close, I find myself picking up those instead of the Frasers yeah. just for like a quick look. They don't have to spool up or anything. You just turn the power on and they're good to go and they're good enough. Yeah. I, I actually like those better than the Frasers. Yeah. Like they, they're like for a rookie, like more user friendly, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, I would say I would pick up the Frasers like if they're spooled up mm-hmm. versus the other ones, 10 out of 10, I'm going to pick up the yeah. Frasers just cause they're so Already much nicer. Rock, yeah. But, uh, it, for a skiff, like when I go out on Howie's rocket ship, mm-hmm. I'm not taking my nice Frasers. I'm going to take the, uh, take those techno stabies yeah. are 1200 bucks and they seem a lot more forgiving. Uh, you know, you, you get pounded on the little boats, you know, real expensive, like true gyro binoculars. They don't do well just getting pounded yeah. and beat over and over and they have fish scales on them and all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. So I, I like this. Yeah, that makes sense. So my deal of the week and it only took me 13 hours of just scrolling Facebook Marketplace <laughs> to find it. No, I uh, I was just uh, logged on the other day, and there was a brand new SKB tackle box on there. Um, not brand new, a used tackle box, but it was brand new listing. It just popped up. It was brand new, 150,000 miles on it, 2003. <laughs> this thing is mint. Fresh coat of paint. Um, <laughs> and I mean, it's the large box, so it's about 500 bucks, brand new. Yeah, you know, nice. it's a nice box. It's missing the strap. That's the only thing it's missing. It had all the, um, all four of the plano boxes in it, yada, yada. 75 bucks loaded down with tackle. It probably has 75 bucks worth of jigs in it. You know what I mean? It has $75 worth of rust in it. Yeah, half of the stuff's <laughs> kind of junk, but I got it because it's just like, oh man, I know I could flip it. Those are good boxes. You know what I mean? I'm, I might, I don't, I don't need it. Like I'm never going to ha- need to acquire that much stuff on a trip. Like it's a big box. So yeah. I think I might sell it and then buy something else that Drew wants to make him jealous. Perfect. <laughs> I worked, uh, I worked on it. Uh, I did an eight day on the Polaris Supreme. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had this idea that I was going to be a long range fisherman deckhand. I, it was yeah. only a couple of years ago, but it was before I was married. And I had this idea that I had maybe six months before I was, it was the end of summer. And then I was getting married in October. And the, the timing was, was weird where I had like six months and I was like thinking in my head, this is my last chance of freedom. It was. I'm going to I'm gonna <laughs> sail out to sea. I'm going to just be like those guys that do 50 days in a row. Mm-hmm. I did one eight-day trip, and I said, I'm never getting on a long-range <laughs> boat again. Yeah. That was, that, like, looking back on it, it was a cool experience, but oh, I remember when you got back, you were like, dude, that was gnarly. I don't know how those guys do it. If you have never been on a long-range trip or, or seen those guys work and the deck-end stuff, that is a tough job and yeah. I have a lot of respect for those guys. They, yeah, they are working. It's basically a 24 hour work day, right? Mm-hmm. So your day starts at, let's say six thirty, seven o'clock. You're getting ready unless there's like fish in the morning. Um, or it's like not a travel day or something. And you know, you're tending to guess, uh, I had to, you know, everybody was assigned a toilet mm-hmm. and cause I was the new guy. I got like the main 
toilet, just like the yeah. toilet on deck. And it was just, I didn't know we had Taco Bell on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Someone <laughs> snuck on Taco Bell. There's a I Mexican would, pizza sitting there waiting there for you or dude, what? <laughs> no, every, I would clean it and like I, someone yeah. would just run in there and explode it. Oh my God. Um, and then you have to do a night watch, right? Yep. So you have to wake up in the middle of the night. You're exhausted. Luckily the AC, they just crank the AC in the cruise quarters. Just to keep you awake. Um, but yeah, you have to do the, you have to, uh, do the night watching. So you have to drive for two hours in the middle of the night. Everybody takes a shift, which is actually really cool. It was mm-hmm. fun. It, you know, we're only going 10 knots. We were coming from Alejos, uh, over to the Ridge and we just had like this crosswind and it's a big boat and you're so tired. You almost get like delirious. Mm-hmm. I, I literally had to like look at the throttles and make sure I didn't slam on the throttles. Cause I thought we were going 50 miles an hour in the middle of the <laughs> And then you're looking at the radar and there's like little pongas popping up everywhere and you're just, you know, it's, it's like discombobulating on the, uh, you know, your surroundings. You don't see anything. Yeah. It's It's a tough life, man. Like I like short, long story short, went and got everything to work on a cargo ship, like down to the shots. (laughs) And I went to the union hall for two days just to like look around. And you know, at this point, like, I was going to go to the hall and get on one. Yeah. And I started seeing the dudes that were coming in and out. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like this could be me, you know, <laughs> like, and I just never went back. Like I just never did it. Cause I, it was like, you could just like, it was a gnarly lifestyle. Like, you know, yeah. they're gone six months at a time, whatever their contract is. And I was like, it seemed really good in my head. My neighbor did it. He was like the captain of one. And he kind of like, hoaxed me into doing it like yeah. oh, oh come on come on come on and then yeah i just never ended up doing it but yeah probably for the best oh yeah man <laughs> i would be like the gnarliest of them because i i'll just go wide open full in you know <laughs> uh but one cool thing from that aj that i saw which i've i've never seen anybody do we're at alejos rocks and there we're trolling for wahoo and the first pass was like instant hookup. We, mm-hmm. we traveled for two solid days to get to Leo so rocks, like 500 miles from San Diego, pretty close to that. And literally the jigs go in instant hookup guys are just all, everyone's fighting fish. All the deck hands are running. It's all hands on deck. And I was nervous. I mean, I hadn't, I didn't have a lot of experience, uh, being a deck hand on yeah. a sport boat. So, I look down and this guy's at color and he's just like frozen. He doesn't know what to do. And I look around for somebody to gaff the fish. And I was like, Oh yeah, I work here. <laughs> I should probably be the one that gaffs it. You're yelling color. Yeah. And it's the first Wahoo of the trip. And it's like a nice, like 60 pound fish. Wow. And I grab the gaff and I'm pretty sure my eyes are closed, but luckily I stuck that thing right in the head and put it on the deck and everyone was all excited. And it was like, it was a great start to the trip. Yeah. That's crazy, man. It I was, it was nerve wracking. Did you get to catch one when you were out there? I mean, I know you're working, but no, I mean, some of the other deckhands got to fish. I was, while we were at Alejos Rocks, I was still thinking, oh, this is cool. I'm going to keep doing this. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to keep doing this. And then by the end of the trip, I, I fished a little bit on night watch when we were anchored at the ridge. And that was really cool because like weird stuff comes up in the lights. You yeah. catch like these like weird looking hog fish. I don't know the exact names of them, <laughs> but like you catch like cool fish that you probably wouldn't catch anywhere else unless yeah. you're there. Yeah. Uh, and then... You know, so I got that Wahoo and I was like, oh, this is easy, blah, blah, blah. This, and so we anchor up at the ridge 
and this guy brings a yellowtail to the surface, like a 30 pound yellowtail. He'd struggled wow. all trip and I helped him yeah, hook, hook, up, this, hook yeah. up this fish. He gets it on the side of the boat and I'm just hacking at it with a gaff. It's like <laughs> midship on the boat and the boat's like super high up in the water. I'm like smacking the water trying to gaff this fish and it pops off and oh. he loses the fish and he looks at me and he goes, you suck at gaffing. Did he really? <laughs> he really oh did. my it was God. Brutal. I was like, I'm sorry, man. We'll get you another one. Did he get another one? I don't know. I hope so. Oh I sure hope God. so. That's funny. Why couldn't you gaff it? It was just like. At that point, my brain was just a, a bowl of oatmeal. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> He's just. Oh. This poor guy probably paid like five grand to go on this trip. And, and then he's got me. You know, I'm on day four of being a deckhand, just smacking the water with a gap. <laughs> Ten had, boat bringers deep. <laughs> the food is the food's amazing on those boats. Well, yeah, that's because it's, it's the only option, bro. Yeah, and I didn't, you know, the first three days, I'm having a full breakfast. I'm eating a sh- stack of pancakes and all this stuff for lunch. It's like fettuccine Alfredo with <laughs> oyster. Uh, what do you got like shrimp and everything's like super super heavy meals dinners like prime rib yeah. crab legs all this stuff wow so i'm i'm just this is great and the cook was super cool he's just like loading my plate up by day three i thought i was gonna explode like you just eating so oh much. my god it's just like pure salt <laughs> yeah i drink like zero water i'm just eating fettuccine alfredo for lunch <laughs> You've just introduced nicotine to your system. <laughs> I was I was hurting, man. And uh, but no, overall, it's super, super, super fun trip. Oh, that's cool, man. It I'd was- like to do one. I've I've only done like full day boats and stuff. And it, it this is a funny thing, right? When we're on your boat and it's just like three guys fishing. Sometimes I look over at like a, you know, a day boat or like an overnighter. I'm like, man, that kind of looks fun. And I don't know why. <laughs> like, It is fun. It's a cool experience yeah. where, you know, when I go, I'll go on the San Diego a couple times a year just mm-hmm. when it's really good and it's really fun. And even if there's 50 people on there, the San Diego fish is awesome. Like you have room. Yeah. And like Lauren and I did a, a trip on the San Diego where it was just like, full speed chaos yellowfin you could fish 100 pound and a 10 out hook they're just biting them and just yeah just slapping in and you you could just bounce fish yeah. and some of those trips are really really fun but at the same time you look around and it's just a tangle of chaos oh yeah you know? yeah but i just love like going like going and then like you and your buddies you guys like weasel a table in the cabin and you're just like eating and it's just like i don't know like it's just carefree you know what i mean like we did one remember our full day offshore trip to, together that we did i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> so like literally i don't <laughs> so i rallied the troops i was like hey guys let's do a uh full day there's fish in the coronados fishing the coronados on those boats is really fun because i've heard <laughs> a lot of, a lot of guys are just in the back fishing bait and if you go on the boat like the Liberty or the uh, San Diego, they're really good at fishing the Coronados. Like those mm-hmm. guys find those fish and they don't sneak past them. Um, so I was like, hey, let's let's go. We'll go fishing. It's just a one-day trip, blah, blah, blah. So I get Kenny. I get our buddy Tim. And then I convince him, hey, let's go down the night before. We'll, uh, <laughs> we got to give him the short story because this almost deserves its own episode. No, really. we'll, we'll blow <laughs> yeah. through it. Long story short... We were just going to go to one bar 
and it ends up 3.30 in the morning. When my brain clicked on, like when I was like, what time is it? Was when they turned the lights on inside the bar, like in Pacific <laughs> Beach. <laughs> like literally I'm out there and I just tearing it up, man. Just <laughs> dancing, having the time of my life. So somehow we get Kenny. Kenny didn't do too hot. This is this is the Double Dolphin. We we stayed. There was that old hotel right across from Fisherman's <laughs> Landing, right there. The and most when we, disgusting hotel ever. When we got there, they look over at the Ramada and they're like, "Gosh, you guys, you couldn't have sprung an extra twenty bucks and stayed at the Ramada." I was like, "Guys, we're just gonna sleep here one night. We're gonna go to dinner. We're gonna sleep." And then we're going to go fishing the next day. Oh, yeah. It's no big deal. We're leaving at four o'clock in the morning. We get back to the hotel. Kenny's got his face on the floor. Well, no, I was like, there was an air mattress. And I'm like, I'm not touching this bed. I'm sleeping on the air mattress. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, when I got back, I was just. You were on another planet. I don't know. You were what, already fishing. Yeah. I did my, my duty of getting back and walking in the hotel room. <laughs> And that was, that was about it. Yeah. So we get up in the morning and we're going to, uh, go out fishing. You know, we're right, right across the street. All we have to do is walk a hundred yards across the street. We had to carry Kenny. No, but I'm laying on the bathroom floor dead. Like, <laughs> like we were leaving at four 30. We didn't get back to the room till three 30. So it's not yeah. like I'm hungover. I'm just gone. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, just leave me here. Like, <laughs> I don't want to go anymore. Leave, leave me. me. Please. Leave me. In the process. I think you have, that was like an abduction. Like I didn't <laughs> want to go. I like, I knew I was in bad shape. I'm already face on the, the toilet <laughs> and you're going to stick me on a boat for the whole day. I'm like, just leave me here, dude. I'm like already just sick, man. So we, we somehow they let him on the boat. I, I remember, the, I, I remember the looks from the, the deckhands as we were like, you know, one hand on each shoulder. Tim and I are carrying him on the boat, plus all our rods and everything. I don't even know how I got on the boat. Bro. <laughs> I remember one of the deckhands goes, "What's wrong with your buddy?" I was like, "He's seasick." <laughs> we were still at the dock. He's seasick. So and then we put we put you in the bunks. <laughs> no, that's a whole nother segue. You led me to the doorway to the bunks. And then you said, Get, pick a bunk. So, dude, I'm I'm not present. Like, I, this is like the worst I've ever been in my life. Like, I'm going to assume that my brain saw a bunk with a pillow and just went for that bunk. Like, thinking, that, oh, they just outfit these with blankets and pillows. Well, this guy, you know, unfortunately, like brought his own pillow and his own blankets and he had a backpack and some clothes that he had like laid out on this bunk like he was going to save it. I don't remember, but I remember when he woke me up, <laughs> I had just taken his backpack. I threw it out. I threw his clothes on the ground and then just crawled in his bunk and passed out for like three hours. So I'm out. Like I'm literally drooling on this guy's pillow and... And you you're know. stuck on the boat with them. You're not yeah, going anywhere. No. You know and what I mean? Like, I'm drooling on this dude's pillow, like, literally out, man, like, just cold. And I wake up to this guy grabbing me, like, he grabs me by the collar and, like, drags me out of this thing. And he's like, what did you knock all my stuff out? And I'm like, what? Where am I? Like, literally, <laughs> like, what is going on? So I like get up and he's like, you knocked all my stuff out. You're sleeping on my bed. That's my 
personal pillow, you know, and I'm being friendly the way this guy's talking to me. So I'm like, okay, we're in a bad situation here. <laughs> this is fight or flight. So I curl my fist and I'm like, it is what it is. I'm going to just have to give him the first one. This is my only shot. Well, I curl my fist and I could like barely even like ball my hand. And then I'm like, this isn't going to happen. I just looked at the guy and I go, I'm so sorry, man. I'll buy you something. What do you want? You want some money? <laughs> just, I'm sorry. I don't even know where my friends are. So Tim and I, we were still on the ride down to the Coronado. <laughs> it's a couple hour trip. And uh, Kenny walks out of the galley like he just walks out of the haunted mansion. <laughs> He's got a hoodie on, his extra tough boots. I mean, this guy looks like a f- sport fisherman. I'm wearing, I'm 5'8". And... <laughs> You know, let's just call it how it is. I destroyed my jeans with vomit. (laughs) So Drew gave me a pair of his jeans to put on. Drew's six foot four. (laughs) So I'm wearing Drew's jeans walking into this place. Everybody's looking at me like... It looked like like I took my son fishing for the day. It was tough, man. So he walks into the galley and I was like, you want a cheeseburger? You're like, yeah. So we get him a Diet Coke and a cheeseburger. And Tim and I kept the ball rolling, right? We got on the boat and we're like, hey, we need, we have two options. We could be Kenny or we can crack a beer and just hope for the best. And I didn't even want to be me at this point. <laughs> so we get Kenny a cheeseburger. We set the cheeseburger down on him. He like stares down this cheeseburger for about 30 seconds, picks it up, takes one bite, stands up right in front of the cook, <laughs> right, right in the galley, just throws the cheeseburger right in the trash. And walks back to the bunk. And I remember the cook, I don't even know if you replied to him, but the I don't cook, think I did. The cook looks at you and goes, Something wrong with that burger boy. And I was like, What? And he's like, What's your problem? And I just walked away. Oh. Uh, it turned out to be an awesome day of fishing for Tim and I. We uh, we anchored up at the Coronados, and I think we did like one anchor stop the whole day, and I was on the bow with Tim. Just roping him. Yeah, I, I think I caught probably. 12 to 15 yell till that day and it, we had a blast and at one point i look back and kenny's by the bait tank and i just sat back and watched so i mustered up the strength i was like like i don't have the strength to throw an iron right now you guys are up at the front throwing irons i was like this is not gonna happen i'm just gonna fly line a, a chovy <laughs> like so you could tell the rest yeah so he's he's by the bait well and the deckhand just watching him, looking down <laughs> at him, just watching him. There's one bait in the bait well, and he's trying to catch this thing. By the time he gets it, there's not a single scale left on it, right? He squeezes it <laughs> so hard to put it on his hook. Those of you that fish, you know you're gentle with your bait. You're picking out the best bait. He literally was just going, he was doing the best he could. Oh, There's everything I had, man. <laughs> so he catches, he catches a sardine. He goes to put a hook in it. He puts a hook in it. And I watched him cast. And as he casts, (laughs) the sardine flies off. (laughs) And he didn't see it. So he just sat at the rail and soaked a hook for five minutes. (laughs) Reeled it in and said, yeah, I'm good. And he just went back to bed. In my mind, I was like, man, if I hooked up right now, I can't even fight this thing. (laughs) Like, dude, like it'll just take me you know like i just had to hand the rod off or something 
Uh, oh, good. That was like another trip to like that's that's like a story of a life. Like we always repeat that story. That was that was in like 2019, and I swear I've not drinking like that since. And the only reason I ever did drink like that was because our friend Tim Ellis. Every time he went up to buy a drink, he bought me one out of goodwill, not trying to get me whacked. But I'm 165 pounds, and Tim's 265 <laughs> pounds. Hey, you kept up with him, though. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to put a video up for some of your dance moves out there. Man. Oh, I can't believe my it. God, man. No one believe this guy's a fisherman. What was the name of the boat? Uh, we were on the Liberty. Yeah, so anyone from the Liberty 2019... <laughs> If you were on there, I'm sorry, especially the dude whose pillow I use, man. I'm sorry. I really am. All right. I think that about wraps it up for this one. Uh, subscribe to the Instagram. We got the Bay Tank Podcast mm-hmm. on Instagram. And uh, thank you to all 15 of you that subscribe to the Spotify. We yeah, really yeah, appreciate man. you. Dude, we literally, we celebrate every time. We're like, dude, check it out. Another one, man. Yeah, I, I'll send a screenshot to Kenny and just be like, hey, look, we got another one. It's cool, man. I like it. Uh, we do have a guest later this week. So this one will go up uh, tomorrow. And then we have a guest in two days. And we might have two episodes up this week. So we'll look forward to that. All right. <laughs>